Well, hey there. I am so glad you're joining me today. As you know, on this podcast, I make it my mission to try to take health and fitness concepts or even thought processes that we have around health and fitness and simplify them, kind of explain why we need those thought processes or concepts or why we don't. So today, I want you to think about your relationship with health and fitness and food and exercise and even mental health. And I want to ask you, what are you focusing on? Do you focus mainly and do you care mostly about fat loss? Is that why you exercise, worry about your diet or anything else? Or do you focus a lot on function? You may wonder what I mean by function, but I mean how you move throughout the day. If you can bend, jump, sit, how you mentally process information, it really does matter. It matters how we feel physically and it matters how we feel mentally. So my question is, which one of those is priority? Is it how you function or is it fat loss? And listen, I know that I'm a personal trainer. I know that I take clients every month and myself and my coaches that I work with, our goal is to help shift their mind. Our goal is to balance their food intake. Our goal is to create a solid workout plan so that they can feel good. And in turn, for many of them, they have fat loss. It is true that having too much fat on your body can hinder you in more than just looks, because I know people care about it that way, but legitimately how you function, how your heart pumps blood, how your blood vessels get things, your lungs, how you move. There's so many layers that fat can create issues for how we function. While I know fat loss is very important, I think sometimes people put it ahead of function, how we are functioning day in and day out. And that is what I want to talk about today. And I hope that the three real life story examples that I give you and some information help you recognize, am I putting how I function above fat loss or am I putting fat loss above function? And which one really creates a lifestyle and typically They do go hand in hand, but when your focus is in the wrong place, it can be a little bit more of a negative environment, and they don't always have to go hand in hand. And that's also going to be the examples that I share with you today, telling you a handful of stories where physically, on the outside, the world would have said, oh, these people are beautiful and fit and healthy, but they were not functioning well. And that actually mattered more to them than how they looked. So it's really important to think about that. So today I'm going to break down why we need to focus on function with concrete examples and not just fat loss. And before we get into it, I do want to say I do a sale on my diastasis recti, my postpartum, and my pregnancy guide three times a year. And one of them is for Mother's Day. So they are on sale right now. The discount code for 20% off is MOTHER. M-O-T-H-E-R. Just MOTHER. I will add a link for them in my show notes and they're also on Instagram. Again, I only do a sale three times a year and it started a couple days ago and it ends this weekend. So don't miss out if you've been wanting to get a guide to help you postpartum, just to be able to ease back into exercise and heal the core, 
or if you have diastasis recti and you've been wanting to improve your core, it doesn't matter if you are four to six weeks after pregnancy or 40 years after pregnancy, you can always improve the core and the diastasis recti guide would be perfect for that or the pregnancy. So again, the discount code is MOTHER and I will add it in my show notes. I just didn't want you to miss out on that if you were someone who is interested in any of those guides. And real quick, I want to give a shout out to Katrina. She left a podcast review titled My Favorite Podcast for Women's Health. Love the guests Andrea has had on lately. I'm learning so much. Andrea keeps everything easy for me to understand. You are a positive influence in the world, Andrea, and I appreciate your hard work. Thank you so much, Katrina. I have a lot of really good guests lined up, but I am able to book guests when you guys review the podcast, when you share it as I grow. So if you find this episode or any of my episodes helpful, I know I'm a broken record, but please, leave a review. Tell me your thoughts. Anything you learn in the podcast, leave it in a review. You can do it anywhere you listen. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Typically, in the top right corner, there's like a drop-down menu, and you can either hit follow or subscribe on Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or wherever you listen. That way, you get the episodes automatically downloaded to your phone every single Wednesday so you don't miss anything. And trust me, I have some killer guests and topics coming up because I try to record ahead of time and you are going to love them. So please don't forget to share and don't forget to review. It makes a world of a difference for the podcast. My name's Andrea Allen and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. All right, so before we get started, let me also say that wanting fat loss is not bad. Sometimes we have excess fat and we do feel healthier. I mean, literally on charts like our heart, our blood pressure, our cholesterol, a lot of things change when we're a little bit more healthier. So that's okay to want fat loss. I talk about fat loss. I don't think it's a bad thing. But when we put fat loss on a pedestal above how we're functioning, how we're feeling, our mental health, our relationship with our friends and our family and all other things that are very important as well, that's when it becomes an issue when all of a sudden we are allowing the number on the scale or the amount of fat we have on our body control every other aspect of our lives. And so if you are finding yourself falling in this category, I want you to kind of shift and start focusing on how you're functioning. If we focus on function, you typically feel better you're typically more consistent, and you're able to see joy and take empowerment in non-scale victories. The truth is our abilities are what empower us. They're totally linked together. When I am able to do something or accomplish something, I feel empowered. And daily, if we pay attention to non-scale victories, things that don't have to do with our weight or our fat, and we just see simple things like, oh my gosh, I was able to do an extra push-up. That was fantastic. Oh my gosh, I walked around the park and I was able to do a mile speed walking a minute faster than I used to. Oh my gosh, I just ran up and down the stairs with my toddler multiple times and was able to keep up. Those are all great examples of non-scale victories that makes you want to pat yourself 
on your back and be like, good job, but also creates a lifestyle. And I am not a believer of a short-term fix. The idea of perfection and just quickly like changing and then like trying to stay there to me doesn't work. To me, I have to look at the person as a whole and figure out how can we make everything in your life more functional and fat loss will follow once everything is more functional with your body, with your mental health, with your relationships. So many layers to that. When we focus only on fat loss, and that's our number one, then it's really hard to maintain. For example, I may have a big meal and jump on the scale the next day, and I could easily be up a couple pounds, and then I would be like, I'm failing. I'm failing because my fat loss isn't going down or my weight isn't going down. I'm going to kind of use those two things interchangeably, just a heads up. The weight and fat loss, I'm going to kind of pair them together. When we focus on fat loss, and that's our number one, we have a really hard time seeing non-scale lifestyle victories. Not only that, but it doesn't guarantee long-term success and our ability to shift our lifestyle because our number one indicator of success is probably the scale. Now, I'm going to use the scale and fat loss interchangeably today because at the end of the day, we're trying to shrink. And oftentimes, we do that by looking at the scale constantly. So I want to kind of group those a little bit together. But when that is our number one, we just don't see the beauty of the journey. It's harder to be long-term. If we're ovulating or PMSing and we go up a couple pounds, we think we must have made a food mistake. If we go out with a family member that you haven't seen in a long time and maybe their favorite restaurant isn't the healthiest and then you jump on the scale the next day and you're not the same weight or you've gone up a little bit, then it tells you you're losing. And that is when our number one focus is fat loss because it is hard to be able to be empowered mainly and solely by the amount of fat on our body or the number on the scale. It honestly is not a true indicator of overall health. Now, while obviously, as I mentioned, the amount of fat we have in our body can influence our overall health, a lot of times we get caught up in these four, five, 10 pounds, which it really isn't as much. And it makes it harder to maintain because we're focusing on the wrong thing. We're focusing so much on numbers and the way we look over the way we function. So I'm going to give you three examples today of three different situations where the person I'm speaking of was very, very lean. On the outside, there was no fat to lose. They had it together. People are complimenting them. They looked great. But honestly, they were not functioning well. Because I think that sometimes we think, oh my gosh, we will just feel so great once we're this size or this pant size or have this much body fat on us or whatever it is. And we need to understand that that's not always true. So my first example is about my head coach who works with me now, DJ Henninger. Now, You can actually listen to her full story in episode 20. It's called The Untold Story of a Fitness Competition with DJ Henninger. Literally, she lays out everything on there, but I'm going to kind of sum it up for you. But if you're curious, please go back and listen to that episode if you've ever been curious about fitness competitions because it's fascinating. She tells her story about how she was doing tons of cardio and she was stressed out and she was trying to lean down for this competition and she naturally had a little bit more muscle on her and they were just telling her to shrink and shrink and shrink. And the issue she had is she got really, really lean. She looked fantastic on the outside and 
she tells a story about how she went to do a fitness shoot and they told her, um, you need to do a pull-up because she looked so great that a nutrition company tried to sign her to do like protein powder and, you know, supplements with them. And they said, can you do a pull-up? And she's like, oh, see, (laughs) she was so weak from under eating and trying to do so much cardio to look a certain way for a fitness competition because she she wasn't doing bodybuilding, she was doing the bikini comp, that she was like, I couldn't do a pull-up. She was like, I literally couldn't do one. I used to be able to spit out 10, 12 pull-ups and all of a sudden I couldn't even hold myself up, yet I looked great. She talks about how she was tired all the time, how she mentally didn't feel good, how her hair was thin. And on stage, people are cheering because she looked great. And it's a fascinating story because she tells how unhealthy mentally she was as well. And this was years ago. This was when her oldest was very, very small. And she talks about how unhealthy she was and how she had to shift her mind and come out of that and find balance and went back to traditional coaching. And if you know DJ now, which some of my clients obviously do, but many of you listening don't, she is an animal. The woman can lift weights. She like loves to eat. She is fit. She's beautiful. Like she is knowledgeable. And she is like a perfect example of a strong, courageous, fantastic person. And when I hear that comparison about her, about how she felt so weak and worn down and she couldn't even do a pull-up, and I bet the woman can literally spit out like 15 pull-ups now. She is so strong. But on the outside, it looked like she had it together. She didn't need fat loss, but she couldn't function. She couldn't function in her life. She was tired. She didn't feel strong in her workouts, and she felt terrible mentally. So it's a perfect example of why There's more to fitness than just fat loss. We have to function better. And when she shifted her mind and moved back into traditional coaching and now coaches clients on mindset because she's been down that road. So she's fantastic because when she answers clients' questions, she's been there. And so she's really good at helping with that mindset and seeing that shift and how important it is that it's not just about fat loss. It's about your mindset and how you function. The second example I'm going to give you is actually my own. And after I had my twins, I got back in shape decently fast, but I knew something was off. On the outside, people were complimenting me. Oh my gosh, you had twins. You're so small now. And I remember I didn't know what to say to these because I felt terrible. My core was a mess and I didn't know what was going on. I had lower back pain. I'm peeing my pants. I had diastasis recti, but I didn't understand. I remember the first time I went on a run, I came home and I cried and I went to a fitness class, which I've taught fitness classes for years. Literally, I started teaching fitness classes when I was 20, maybe 19. I think I got certified when I was 19. So this was like a big deal that I went to a fitness class and I left after 15 minutes because I was like, my back hurt. I'm peeing my pants. My stomach feels weird. And everything was just off. Yet when people saw me in clothes out and about, they're like, oh my gosh, look at you. You just bounced back. And I felt terrible. And it was another example of where, yeah, maybe I didn't have a ton of fat to lose, but I was not functioning. I did not feel good. I did have a lower belly, but I didn't understand back at that time. This was before, obviously, I got certified in diastasis recti, and obviously, I teach it and I sell a guide on it now because from my own journey and seeing how terrible I felt, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to help other women not feel this way because I felt terrible. 
I also tell my whole story in episode 15, which is called Understanding and Fixing the Mommy Pooch. And I explain in there my whole experience of, well, I might have looked okay, but my lower belly was off and I was not functioning well at all and how it made such a difference in my life. My current business coach actually was a client of mine as well. And she helps, you know, with some of the back end stuff, but she tells her own story. Her name is Heather. And she tells her own story about how she was into fitness her whole life. And then with her last baby, she's like, I remember sitting at the top of the stairs and crying because I couldn't carry my youngest up the stairs and I couldn't get him in and out of the crib. And I didn't even know who this person was because when you looked at her on the outside, she was this small, fit, healthy person. But She again had that lower belly issue with diastasis recti, and she was like, I could not function. And so while she cared about being fit, she was like, I just wanted to feel like myself again. I wanted to function better. And she obviously was a client and came on because she believed in our mission as well, because she saw it change her life of where all of a sudden she was functioning and feeling great when her diastasis improved. And, you know, we balanced out her food intake too, and she is ripped now, which is awesome. But again, another example of someone who on the outside, you know, didn't have much fat to lose, but they were not functioning well at all. And along with those two examples in general, while both of us talked about our experience with diastasis recti, I have had other people who have come to me who they are small and they are postpartum and they have, you know, in the world's terms, bounced back, which we know that's not even a thing, but they are having postpartum depression or they're struggling with doing all of their assignments with their kids. And yet the world is constantly telling them, oh, you look great. You look great. Oh, you didn't even have a baby. And inside they're like, yes, I did. I am a hot mess. Stop telling me that. It's hard for people. And that is another example of someone who on the outside, may not have fat loss issues, but they're not functioning well. And they need to have a shift mentally in that example. My last example for you is one of my very first online clients I had. So I trained in person for a long time before I moved online because it was just too complicated with my little kids. And so I moved online and Caitlin, who is now actually one of our coaches and works with us, was one of my first clients. And I taught fitness classes at the gym and she did online coaching with me. And she is a perfect example of someone who needed a reverse diet because while on the outside, she was pretty fit and she looked pretty good, she was in this terrible cycle with reverse dieting where she was not eating enough food. And I have a lot of clients where that's their issue. I do have an episode on reverse dieting and when a calorie deficit backfires. It's episode 10 and 11 and also episode 42 on the diet trap also gives another example of a client who is reverse dieting. I only give you these references also because I want you to feel supported. I want you to get like backstories so you're not just like hearing like a tiny snippet and being like, what is she talking about? I believe in making it simple. So I'm like, okay, here's some back information if you want it. So that's that's also why I always quote or give you the older episodes to listen to if need be. But Caitlin was not eating enough food. She had this vicious cycle, which most people do when they're reverse dieting or not reverse dieting of under eating, then overeating, then the guilt and the shame. And I know that too, because I tell my own story about when I was in my very early 20s, that was an issue for me. And on the outside, while I wasn't big, I wasn't as probably my body composition wasn't the same as it is now, and that I have more muscle on me now. 
But the reason why is because I was not fueling correctly. I was under eating, I was overeating, and it was the same thing with Caitlin. And it was creating a very unhealthy atmosphere mentally. And it shifted her whole life when she realized you need more food on a regular basis. She became stronger in her workouts. She was able to work out more. She actually started losing weight and gaining muscle when we started to increase her food. But when we started, you still would never have looked at her and thought, oh, she needs to lose fat. But she wasn't functioning well. She wasn't functioning well in that she wasn't able to lift as much weights. And mentally, she was beating herself up constantly over food shame. And I know that that is so common. I know there are so many people, and I've seen it in comments, and I've seen it in DMs, where people are like, I'm hungry, I'm trying to avoid eating, and then I have cravings, and then I binge, or like, I don't know how to like balance it out. And the problem is, you're actually over-restricting, and it's mentally exhausting. It is exhausting. And you are not functioning well when you are over-restricting and when you need a reverse diet. So I wanted to share those three stories with you because DJ, myself, Heather, Caitlin, we're all very lean people. On the outside, the world wouldn't have looked at us like we had much fat to lose. But none of us were functioning very well due to different circumstances. And that's what I want you to be aware of. Because often we think, well, if I weigh this much on the scale or if I have this much less fat, then I will feel awesome. No. If you focus on how you function first, the fat loss will fall into place. All the things will fall into place if your mindset is on the right thing. And that is how you feel day in and day out. Now, often when people do have too much fat on them, they don't feel great. So having fat loss is fantastic, but we still want the focus to be, how are you feeling? If you aren't feeling good, we need to figure out how to make you feel better and everything else will fall into place. In fitness, obviously, we like to have fat loss, but the truth is we want to function better. We want to be able to bend and pick up our kids and not have an issue. We want to be able to get them out of the crib and not feel limited. We want to be able to go down the slip and slide with them or jump and run or chase them up the stairs or go on a hike with people we love, with friends, with family, even with ourselves peacefully. We want to be able to function well and move well. And when we embrace health and fitness and when we do it the correct way with focusing on how we're feeling everything does always fall into place. When we focus too much on fat loss, we forget to participate in our own lives because we allow the focus of weight or the number on the scale to discredit us from being a part of our own life and to sit on the sidelines. How often have you maybe chose not to swim with your kids or not to jump in the splash pad, or to go down the slip inside, or whatever it is because you were shamed that someone would see you in a bathing suit or see you in short shorts, or something would jiggle as you chased your kid. That's not right. And focusing on fat loss as a number one is what makes us sit on the sidelines because we think it's the most important thing. When we make our goals about being able to do functional things, being able to feel good when we get out of bed in the morning, being able to keep up with our kids, being able to be active and do all of those fun things, then the number one goal is function. How are we feeling? Whether we're 25 or whether we're 65, how are we feeling? 
And that is motivational. When you can feel something day in and day out, an improvement that's literally on the inside of your body, not based on an external object like a scale that's telling you something, but how you are feeling, it is empowering. It makes you want to get up and do the thing that's making you function and feel better day in and day out. It's making you want to reach for the foods that make you function better day in and day out. How we feel is truly what lasts. There's no doubt in my mind that I am not going to have the muscle mass I have now as a 37-year-old when I'm 70. I'm not. But I continue to exercise not because I have to be a certain percent of body fat or a certain weight on the scale, but because when I'm 70, I want to keep up with my grandkids and I want to move. And I want to feel like I can go anywhere that anybody else goes. And I don't want to be showing up limited because I haven't taken care of myself because maybe I focus too much on fat loss and not enough on function, which could create ideas of yo-yoing or a negative relationship with food. There's so many things when we focus too heavily on fat loss that makes, you know, exercise seem negative, seem like, oh, we're only exercising because I'm trying to weigh this amount because I'm trying to look like this on my vacation. How about instead we say, I'm trying to exercise because when we go on a vacation, I want to do the zipline tour and I want to be able to do all the things and feel super great in my body. And while fat loss, typically when we focus on function, becomes a byproduct, they do go hand in hand. But again, as the examples I gave you, they don't have to go hand in hand if the number one is fat loss and function becomes secondary. If you focus on how you function, if you try to truly be healthy, it helps your mental state. It helps your physical state. And both of those things together will make the secondary a fat loss. All things will fall into place. I promise you, with literally every fiber in my body, with all my heart, if you focus on function, it will empower you. It will make you get out of bed every day and exercise because you want to feel good in your body, because you want to move, jump, run, do all the things that you want to. It will make you more likely to reach for healthier foods because you are trying to function better, not because you're trying to lose, but because you're trying to gain. You're trying to gain more momentum, more mobility, more athleticism, more activity. It's about more. Function is about more and fat loss is about less. And so if you focus on the more, everything falls into place. It always does. I've seen it with clients over and over and over again. If I can get them to be positive, if I can get them to realize, oh my gosh, my back pain is going down when I exercise or when I lift weights, my muscles just feel better. Oh my gosh, my metabolism is moving faster. Bam. Then they have fat loss secondary. And their mental health stays better because they're focusing on increasing their abilities with function. So what I want you to do after listening to this episode is I literally want you to take a couple minutes and I want you to think about yourself. Why do you exercise? Why do you try to eat healthy? Is it because you want to feel good in your body and you want to function well? Or is it because you're always trying to beat a number on the scale or fit into a certain size pants? If it is, you might want to shift your mind and start focusing on how you're feeling and how you're functioning. And I don't doubt that everything always does fall into place. I truly hope this episode is helpful for you. Please share it with your friends, with your family, on social media, so that we can get more people to focus on the positive side about how we feel now compared to 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever the age, that we are always feeling and functioning well in our bodies. Because that 
is truly the epitome of health and fitness. That is a lifestyle worth creating. I love you. I mean it. You are doing better than you think you are. And we will chat next week.